Rumpelstiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description. Hello, and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. Today's episode is a bonus episode covering the Once Upon a Time novel, Regina Rising. I personally haven't read this novel, but Ashley has. Ashley has also taken the time to do chapter summaries on our Patreon. If you'd like to check it out, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash onceagainpod. So without further delay, Ashley, take it away! Well, thanks. So this is Once Upon a Time, Regina Rising. It is the third Once Upon a Time book. And like Red's Untold Tale, it is a YA novel written by Wendy Tolliver. Unlike Red's Untold Tale, which is kind of, has nothing as important like to do with the TV show. This one does have implications for the TV show and kind of fills in some things that explain a lot going on in even the first season, which I liked a lot. Regina is 16 at the beginning in this book, and it basically follows her as she gets ready to go to a ball at King Leopold and Queen Ava's castle. So Queen Mm. Ava is still alive. Snow's mother is still alive in this book. So it starts out by Regina meeting a new friend called Claire, who her mother has brought back home from the ports because she is the niece of their neighbor, and she just decided I'm going to bring this niece home to be friends with Regina because my daughter needs a friend, which isn't suspicious at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Like all my notes at the beginning are so Claire's totally just a pawn here. Okay. Yeah. Spying for uh, Cora. Yeah. Yeah. And basically a lot of the book is what Claire and Regina are getting up to. And one of the first interesting things that happens is early on in the book, they're in the orchard that Regina's parents have. And it's not the time of year where apples should be growing, but there is a very bright, shiny red apple hanging from the branches that Claire mm-hmm. helps Regina fetch. And she wants to give it to her art teacher, who she has a little bit of a thing for, which we're just proving that Regina likes men that are not in her standing and she knows her parents are going to hate it, particularly Cora. Yeah. An interesting tidbit, er, tidbit early on, too, is it's mentioned that Snow White's parents live just above Regina's family. So, like, even, you know, Regina's family are prince and princess, which I totally forgot about because it's not mentioned enough in the show, but they live, like, right nearby, apparently, like, just below wherever the castle is situated. Okay. They're, which um... makes a lot more sense now how Snow ended up there. Yeah. Like they're, uh, I forget which way it goes, but I guess King Leopold would be the vassal lord, or maybe yeah. it's the other way around with something vassal. like that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's vassal, yeah. yeah. So I found that interesting because yeah. you know, we're kind of told in the show that this King Leopold and Snow are like walking nearby, like they're traveling, but they do in fact live nearby. So it actually is reasonable that Cora would know that they're traveling nearby because hmm. they literally live right there. And they get invited to a ball at at the castle, like I said earlier. And, you know, it's mostly Cora just trying to 
get Regina to get into dresses and help out and go to this ball and be a prim and proper young woman and not flirt with the art teacher. Mm. But she's being kind of rebellious, especially with Claire. And Claire and her end up going to a market day where Claire uses magic. And Rodina is impressed and wishes Claire to teach her magic. And Rodina has a hard time learning. They're in the middle of the woods a lot. Rodina's trying to learn. She thinks she manages to get a frog to jump off a log with magic. Of course, that's fake. Mm. I called that being fake before it got revealed at the end of the book, but none of it, Regina can't do magic here. Okay. But while they're in the woods, they come across the blind witch. Oh. Well, I, I just want to stop you right there for a second because I have a okay. couple of questions. Go um, ahead. Firstly, the, the apple that's growing, that would insinuate to me that the apples that grow aren't necessarily poisoned. Like they could just be whatever kind of apple you like she she uses oh no the apple that is growing there is the poison apple in this story oh okay i I misunderstood yeah the reason why it's like so red and not growing at the right time of year is because it is the poison apple uh, in our story it is the apple okay but it's just we aren't told that till way later in the book that it's even a poison apple. Like Regina's just like, I found this cool apple. It's really red and perfect. Like it's the perfect apple. I wish to give it to my teacher because I want to give him this perfect thing. Oh no. My second thing was when, well, before they go to the ball, you mentioned Cora's just trying to get Regina to get, get there and go and everything. It's kind of a flip on like the Cinderella story. Like in Cinderella, she wants yeah. to go to the ball, but her mother, stepmother, but her mother won't let her. And in this, it's the other way around. Like, well, Regina gets more excited about going to things later because the teacher will be at the ball and oh, okay. Regina doesn't want to go and meet up with him. And then so. my final question, we haven't gotten there yet, so you'll probably tell me, but do Regina and Queen Ava have an interaction? They do. Okay. All right. We're back on track then. <laughs> Go, go right ahead. Also, it's like all in the book, it's like Regina's like, yeah, Queen Ava and my mom don't get along. Like Regina's very aware of what happened like mm. between the two of them. And it's like spicy. <laughs> okay. All right. So they meet that witch on the side of the road and they do partake in the treats. And Regina does stumble into a room surrounded by wealth and jewels and stuff. Hmm. That's and she does mention here that her mother can turn straw to gold. So she doesn't know about Rumpelstiltskin. She thinks her mom did that. Hmm. That's interesting. Does, does that insinuate that the blind witch's uh, house becomes whatever you want? I don't know. I just, they, they mention this like room quite frequently where there's a lot of jewels and I don't know if this would be like yeah the witch has lots of jewels and then like but why would mm. she have all that like that's not really it's not what we know of her as a person we know she just wants to eat children that's yeah the goal of her general life yeah oh well but Regina and Claire are too old and she takes Claire's ring that once belonged to her now dead brother and magics the girls out basically kicks them out and tells them not to come back okay Spoiler alert, they do go back. Oh. <laughs> the story is not over. They were not the butter or gravy that she was looking for. They were not. No. 
Oh, there's like an important, there's a lot of flashbacks, but most of them aren't really too important, but there's one where Regina gets scarred on a her gets like thrown from a horse and gets scarred and Cora magics the scar away. But Regina the next day does get right back on that horse, like mm. proving that Regina is very brave and willing to do things, but she doesn't feel that way now because she's so afraid of her mother and her mother's magic. Mm. Which is why this is called Regina Rising. It's basically Regina's story of kind of overcoming her fears of her mother and coming into her own, which I'm sure leads to her having her relationship with Daniel down the line. Right. Daniel is not in this book, by the way. He's not in the picture yet. No, you know, I wonder, I guess Regina was probably about 18 or 20 in the episode, uh, The Stable Boy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah, there's time. Also interesting, there's a point where Regina does have like a full-on nightmare about Jasper, who is her art teacher, taking a bite out of the apple and like somebody dying and things turning black. Mm. Don't know what that means because she still doesn't know it's a poison apple at that time. It's the kind of weird nightmare for her to have about this apple. Maybe she has uh, prophetic dreams or whatever. Like she maybe. Yeah. I mean, there is magic everywhere in this world, so that's totally possible. Yeah. So does Claire actually do magic or it, it, that's also fake? We'll get into it. It's Cora okay. doing the magic. It has nothing okay. to do with Claire. But again, that's like a tight reveal at the end. Like, well, we're going to tell you that everything was lies. This whole book, pretty much. Also, given the fact that I don't remember a Claire character from the show, uh, I have a feeling things do not work out well for Claire. <laughs> we'll get Just there. Just wait. This, this, <laughs> this book is really odd. Okay. So Cora at one point does catch Regina getting a little too close with the art teacher you know she's Hmm. helping her do brush strokes touching her arm oh no Cora's like how could you I'm trying to get you with a prince or a king why does Cora even allow these men around you know what I mean like why doesn't she have like I don't understand yeah or why doesn't she have their hearts like she can do that yeah or or even just have all female like art teachers and stable girls and stuff like you know because she's putting her daughter in scenarios that teenage girls are going to fall for like he's he's the artsy guy of course she's gonna you know she probably has lessons with him every day I'm sure he's handsome and everything she's gonna fall for him so a little bit before the ball we learned that the ball is because it's the end of the ogre wars we're celebrating Mm. Which ogre wars? Don't know. No, we're celebrating the end of the ogre wars here. Mm. And then we're at the ball. And of course, at the ball, Queen Ava greets the family. And things are tense. But Queen Ava remarks that a prince is staying with them and will be keen to meet Regina. His name is Prince Benjamin. Oh, a different different prince than we normally know. Accurate. Again, somebody who's not necessarily important to the plotline. So the thing about Benjamin is he's like a widow twice over already. So he's much older than Regina. She's Hmm. not interested. And basically her family learns like right before, like there's supposed to be an engagement between the two of them that Queen Ava kind of put that seed there, but that Benjamin is actually a prince by marriage, like you were mentioning earlier. So he is not actually a prince in his own right and has no wealth or no standing of his own. Hmm. Title he just only. has the title, yes. yeah. Okay. So he's not good enough for Regina, right? Especially in Cora's eyes. Which I mean, we can, you know, I could just 
mention how that ends. Once Regina finds out what goes on with Claire and all that stuff, she gives Benjamin a potion. She gets a potion from her mother and you think she's going to either use it on herself or use it on Claire. And it's to forget somebody that you'd once knew so well, mm. like forget people. Her mother gives it, she gives it to Benjamin mm. and then tells him all about his engaged bride, Claire. Oh, okay. And basically sets Claire up with him, like in a doomed relationship, like screw you, you lied to me. You weren't actually my friend. Here's Benjamin, have fun. Yeah. That's a good way to write off the two characters too. Yeah. yeah. And like for you know, Cora and Regina kind of wash their hands of that. Like, yeah. well, that's over. I was I was kind of expecting both of them to die, but that's that's a better way. No, of they oh, just okay. kind of got written off in okay. a you're now a couple because mm. Regina said so. Mm. So at the ball, Claire and Regina do manage to sneak off a few times and they do some drinking of some cider, get a little drunk. And they do get uh, attacked by guards at one point and uh, find a secret door that leads to Princess Snow's bedroom. Oh. And they go there and have a conversation with Snow, who doesn't kick them out and whose nanny or whatever has left. So she's alone. And they're telling like bedside bedtime stories. And Snow actually mentions that the blind witch is supposedly eats children. And they're like, no, we met the blind witch. She didn't eat us. Oh no. And Snow was like, you're just playing with me. She's not real. It's just a story. And they're like, no, we actually met her. What? Which we know that this entire show, stories tend to be bound to truth in some way. So right. yeah. it's not very surprising that that's actually a thing. I kind of expected uh, them to then take Snow on an adventure to meet the blind witch. No, they do leave her eventually okay. and just All right. cautiously leaves. And she, if Regina's 16, Snow has to be six years old uh, yeah. in this story. She's like, yeah. And then we have Regina going to meet Jasper, her art teacher, at a bridge that they agreed to meet on if he wants to talk to her. Hmm. And he's not there. Mm. So Regina leaves. So after all this, Regina does go home after the ball. Everybody goes home. And Regina lays in bed and wishes that she could be much more courageous and powerful than she is, like mm. power, more than her mother. And then she remembers the story that Snow told her of the Blue Fairy. Mm. And she goes to Firefly Hill. And the blue fairy does come to her. Okay. And she wishes she could brave be brave again, like when she fell off the horse and got right back on. The blue fairy gives her a mirror and says that her bravery has always been there. She is referring to the scar that Cora got rid of, and the blue fairy gives her her scar back and tells her that whenever she doubts herself, to look in the mirror and remind herself that she is courageous. And I think now we understand the love of mirrors in this uh, story. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's very important to who she is. We're getting a lot of weird backstory here. Like I said, yeah. this book is, like, just full of, like, uh, a lot of backstory for not being very related to the plot. It's like, oh, we're just filling in some little gaps that we yeah. didn't have. It's interesting, too, having this interaction between the Blue Fairy and Regina so early in Regina's life. We've spoken before about how the Blue Fairy must have some sort of gift of foresight. 
and she didn't. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I will say, I will. They touch briefly because Regina returns the mirror to her. The blue fairy is shocked by what she senses coming in Regina because Regina must be, have a currently pure heart in order for her to have her wish granted. She tells Regina to remember these moments of purity for she will need it in the future. Uh, well, there, there it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There you go. Regina returns home. Cora is obviously annoyed that the scar is back and says she went to the blue fairy. And they do learn, like I said, that Benjamin is not actually a prince per mm. se. And when Regina goes to bed, she said she decides that they will go and retrieve Claire's stolen necklace, ring, whatever it is, from the blind witch the next day. Regina feels powerful enough to do that now. So the next night, she does sneak out, and they go to the woods, and they stop to take a drink. And what do they see? But a shiny red apple bobbing in the water. Mm. It's the same apple that Regina gave to Jasper. And she thinks that he must have left it at the bridge where they were to meet and it fell into the river and that's why it ended up here. Mm. And you know, my thing here is she cares a lot about what Jasper thinks when he has shown her real no real affection at any point in these books. All right. And it's actually implied that he likes Claire, so oh, which is also kind of why she does stuff with Benjamin too, but mm. Like Jasper and Claire also don't have a lot of interaction, so I don't see how that works either. The girls arrive at the witch's cottage and Claire does find the necklace she is looking for in the room filled with treasures. Regina, however, goes to the kitchen and sees the cage meant for children and screams when there are bones. She sees the bones of children that have already been eaten. Mm. This of course wakens the witch. She knows they were there before and accuses them of stealing. They try to outsmart her by trapping her in the cage where Regina throws the apple at her and she immediately knows what kind of apple it is and goes, where did you get this? It was both girls trapped. Regina wants Claire to use her magic. Claire won't do it. The witch says that's because she doesn't have magic. And Regina basically manages to talk her way out of having both of them eaten. Okay. She promises to never interfere with what the witch is doing to children and to give her the apple. She tells Regina it is a poison apple and wonders who the apple was for. And my whole thing here is I'm like, was the apple meant for Regina? <laughs> like, No, I couldn't imagine so. No, it's not. But like my first thought was like, but Regina saw it in the orchard. Like obviously her mother left it there. And I, my first thought was like, was her mother going with some ridiculous plan? Like I'm going to put my daughter under spell and wait for her true love to like kiss her. Oh. Or something like because well, possibly, but I, I don't think Cora is interested in Regina having true love. Something oh, tells me that. <laughs> yeah. So they make the deal and Claire mm. gets her necklace back as well. Well, and the witch says she will cast a spell so that neither of them can ever enter this house again. And now we know why Regina could not go in the house right. in the television show and why the witch had the apple and why Regina knew it was there and how to get it and where it was. Yeah. <laughs> Filling in all those gaps. Yeah. Very nice. Like I said, it's a good it's a good book for filling in a lot of the uh, empty spaces. Like I didn't need this information, but I quite enjoy having it. Mm. So after this, the next day, basically Regina realizes that Claire doesn't have magic and that Claire was just a pawn of Cora's. 
And Claire says, no, we're still friends. Like, I consider you a friend. Like, yeah, sure. But she also tells Regina that Cora took her heart. Oh, okay. And this is the first time Regina is hearing that her mother can do that. Mm. The next day, Regina does go to Cora and basically say, I want you to give the heart back. Like, you do that and I will do anything you ever want me to do. I will be the most unbothered. I will do anything to make your dreams come true. If you give her her heart back and you give me this potion, basically, mm. to like ruin this girl's life. Well, she has given her back her heart at least. Yeah, like I said, I think that's just because uh, Claire does admit that the apple was meant for Jasper. Mm. That Cora's plan was for Jasper to fall under the poison and then Regina wouldn't be his true love to wake him up. Mm. But that somebody else would be like Claire and the would and then Regina would be devastated, but would fall in line. Right. Okay. Which is totally reasonable <laughs> for Cora to do us, I suppose. As far as Cora goes, of course. Yeah. And that's you know, that's basically it. Like okay. I think it's a great story for a lot of the background information, but also just kind of a lot about Regina's character. Mm. Like, we do get that, like, yeah, she was a really good person with a pure heart. Like, she was good. And her mother basically tricked her into not being that way. Because at the end of the day, she had Claire. And then she couldn't trust her only friend simply because her mother had stepped in. So what ends up happening to the art teacher? I don't even know. He just goes away. I assume oh, okay. we don't get an update on him. He just like disappeared. All right. I'm assuming Cora um, killed him too. Yeah, obviously. Let's be honest. Yeah. So Regina gets uh, Claire back her heart, and then gives both her and what was his name? The other prince. Benjamin. No, just ben- gives Benjamin. The oh, thing. so he. So Claire knows, but Regina like writes her a note that's like. You will be ma- marrying Benjamin on this date. Have fun, basically. Like, okay, interesting. Well, it is. It is nice to fill in those gaps and get these, you know, background characters that don't show up in the show. But you know, if they ever wanted to bring it back for some reason, they could use these characters. I do like this better than the Reds book. Like I said, I think Reds was trying to do something similar, but mm. I don't think it actually filled anything in. I think it was more like a none of this is really related to anything that goes on in the show. Like this book was very heavily lore-based and very involved in what the show, this book was already also written in like 2017 though. So mm. like a lot more of the show was out Okay. by the time this was written. We have in our uh, Disney movie series, we've been giving them ratings. Do you want to rate this book or? For this, I'll just do it out of five. I would give this like a four out of five. Like, I would okay. definitely recommend reading it, especially if you're a Once fan and want the background info. If you don't want to read it, you can go to our Patreon and read my summaries. I mean, okay. there's a lot more that I kind of, you know, I don't want to give away everything. I mean, right. You get a note to all the boring stuff, but, you know, for as much as this gives all the plot, basically, and all the background info that's interesting for us doing podcasts. Yeah, I want to read it and see for yourself. Go ahead, read it with me. Check out our Patreon to do that. Very good. Well, the next uh, book that we'll be covering is one of the comics. I have them. I haven't read them yet. I have to take the time to do that. And I have to organize 
where I think they best fit in because there's a couple different ones and I'm not entirely certain where they best fit in. But is there anything else you'd like to say about this book or? Uh, no, and there's one other book that I will be reading, but it's the Henry and Violet book. So uh, I will not be reading that for a long time to come because yeah. there is no reason for me to jump into that. Yeah, that's not until season, that's season five. five? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's unrelated to anything we'll be talking about anytime soon. Yeah. All right. Well, we have that to look forward to as well. This has been a special bonus episode of the Once Again podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email, onceagainpod at gmail.com, or on Twitter or Instagram, onceagainpod. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available at patreon.com slash onceagainpod. And for the record, anyone who subscribes even at our $1 level or once or level will be able to read Ashley's chapter summaries. So in conclusion... Thank you and have a wonderful day.